Okay, let us give the Lord praise for those testimonies. Amen. Everyone is wondering what was the Mount Sister Leah receive. As January is the year, January. No loans, sister. No one is coming to make loans by you. No one is coming to ask you for a loan because he's a business. Amen. Let us give the Lord praise. Amen for the beautiful testimonies. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Yes. Amen. Pastor encouraged us so beautifully last week uh, that our occupation must be in serving God and that our hands must be full with the work of the Lord. Amen. So let us put our hands together for our pastor and shepherd that's going to bless us with another powerful word of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord another praise. Wow, 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 wow. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. All the time. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Amen. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are so hungry for God and so happy to be in the house of the Lord, and to take the Word of God always serious. The Word of God is your food, and the food determines your health, your growth, and your strength. So don't take the preaching of the Word not only uh, when you present lightly, but even if you miss it, you must say, I cannot go without my spiritual food. And there are few people that uh, are serious to listen often to preaching, which is actually what we try, that it become a custom in our church. Therefore, the home cell is to give feedback on the preaching of this morning and every Sunday. The reason is that in the home cell is so that you can recall what was preached because our minds are not on the same sharpness and, and it's not only because of that. In other words, things need to be repeated to us to be able to stick. Even if you teach your child to brush his teeth or to clean the cup or whatever, you need to repeat it. You need to repeat it. And they will tell you, I think a habit only start, something only become a habit after 21 times or so repeating it. Do you follow what I'm saying? very important because God's difficulty and problem is with his people that have little knowledge of him. 
The Bible says, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Is that Hosea chapter 4? 4 verse 12. There's 4 verse 6. Okay, we'll read it now. But let me read it and then, because everything I say when I start to preach, it's vital, very important. And you need to take it serious because... Otherwise, as I say, all of us, we don't have the same kind of mind, and we don't grasp and, and comprehend what was said. And some people, while your teacher is teaching at school or lecturing, your mind wanders. Your mind goes this way and that way, and it's easily to be distracted and it's not only wandering because of things around you. It's sometimes you fall into your own trip of what you're thinking. It was just the other day, um, uh, the guys were speaking of, uh, what, what was Callas' name? Jacques Callas. Jacques Callas was a top batsman playing with Hansi Kronier and those men, and became world known as the best number three batsman. Number three is, you get your first two batsmen going in. And when your first two batsmen goes in, the bowlers are as fresh as anything. They're firing and coming at you with all their skill, and those two front batsmen need to weigh down a bit the bowlers, but also keep their wicket and not lose their wicket and also score runs. Those three things. In other words, the fire of the bowlers. And even if those bowlers bowl five overs each, that's the fast bowlers. Then they come the medium pace. But when they come, they are also fresh. And they also... So to be an opening batsman, you need to have great skill and when to leave the ball and not to go for a shot. But most times, opening batsmen lose their wicket quickly. Then Jacques Callas comes in. Jacques Callas has got a great mind. And somebody was saying... The school that colors come from, I don't know if it's bishops, yeah, but it's somewhere in Newlands. And uh, they say Hussle Gibbs was a far better batsman than Jacques Cullis because Hussle Gibbs was a natural. He scored quick and natural, but he was not so consistent as Cullis. Cullis had to discipline himself. As a young man, he learned to discipline. What I'm getting at to is um, the mind. The mind. Okay? And they say when Colors was batting, he was like somebody that moves in a bubble himself. It's like he's in a world of himself. Even the next batsman have to wake him sometimes up. <laughs> To, uh, to do something a bit out, uh, out of the ordinary. 
But that bubble means that he is concentrating, thinking. But he scored hundreds of runs, sometimes 200. But I'm speaking of the mind, okay, the mind. And God wants your mind. Because if he cannot influence your mind, he's not influencing your life at all. The word is not influencing your life at all. When I got saved, Watchman Nee, one of my spiritual fathers, taught me to discipline my mind. But before I met him, I was already at school very disciplined in my mind. Therefore, uh, even when it comes to maths, uh, I was not uh, uh, in all the classes, English or what, I would always be second or first in discipline, thinking things through. Okay? So even up till today, the Word of God, I take it very serious. I'm disciplined when it comes to the Word of God. By the way, we should read it, Mark chapter 2. Is it so? I hope there's nobody behind, you know, three chapters per day reading the New Testament through. Now, if we had Mark chapter 2, Mark only have 16 chapters, the gospel of Mark, okay? And we read 15 chapters per week. If we have covered two already, it means uh, if we, this week, I think we will have one chapter over. So after this week, next week, we want to be at Matthew chapter 1. Amen? After Mark, we move to Matthew chapter 1. Amen? Reading through the gospel. Now, Mark is a book of action. It's describing Jesus, the servant of God. Hallelujah. Therefore, you get the word, immediately did this. Immediately this. Okay? And so, please enjoy the scriptures. Hallelujah. And take it seriously. It's the word of God, not the word of a man. It will give you wisdom and God's power. Hallelujah. I'm reading this verse. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's not that you don't have knowledge. It's just that you lack knowledge. If somebody tells you, listen, I can fix your, 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 your stove. I have a little knowledge. <laughs> then you need to know what about the other that he lacks. As Bishop Dag would say, your doctor maybe has passed 50% to become a doctor. What about the other 50%? <laughs> it's come and trying things out on you. It's a dangerous thing to have a lack of certain things. So you need to go for full knowledge and not lack. Praise God. Why are God's people destroyed for a lack of knowledge? Because you have rejected knowledge, God speaking, eh? Because you don't want to acquire more of God's knowledge. God says, I also rejected you. 
It's a terrible thing. Do, do you know how it feels to be rejected? Now, if God rejects you, and God says, because you don't have knowledge, I cannot work with you. I cannot really um, display myself to you because I come through my word, okay? I also will reject you from being my priest. My priest means you cannot come close to me. Priesthood is to be on the altar, but you cannot come close to me. Since you, since you have forgotten the law of your God, this is so painful. I also will forget your children. Many believers' children don't want to serve the Lord. You mustn't ask questions. Why are your children so out of hand and you a believer, you pray? You're the problem. You are the problem. I'm not, that's what I'm going to say, uh, need to be taken uh, uh, with a certain percentage. But there are many pastor's children that don't serve the Lord. It's a terrible indictment. It's a terrible reflection. Now, if your children are not serving the Lord, you must ask yourself. You maybe have knowledge, but you don't live the knowledge of God. The Word of God don't form you. Then you can fool others, but you cannot fool those in the house. They see you. They know you. Okay? They can see the Word doesn't have control. And God don't form your life through His Word. Mercy. Oh, my God. Help us. Amen. And here our two sons, we never preached to them. I cannot, I cannot recall that I uh, sit with them and ask them, you must give your life to the Lord Jesus. You must be born. I never did things like that. I never. I don't say you must, must not. But I never did things like that. They could see and they could discern and they could pick up. Yeah, uh, mom and dad enjoying the Lord Jesus and loving him and have no desire for anything else. And they wanted it. Praise the Lord. I only prayed for them. Here and there, maybe they heard preaching somewhere else. I don't know where. But I always prayed for them. That they must have a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus. Because it's no use. I force religion upon them. At a certain point, they will just chuck it away. They must have, a, Jesus must be real to them. And how many times, three o'clock the morning, hear Nicholas stand by our bed or one of them and say, he had a dream, God spoke, or what, this is what's going on. He say, wow, Lord, you're busy, you're working. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord praise. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, let me say, just repeat one or two things. Monday prayer meeting. For instance, if I call you to the prayer meeting, 
It's the Bible calling you to the... Let me just say one or two things. When it comes to the safety of our church cars and stuff, it's important that you take that serious because people take church as a very soft target. The gangsters and the thieves take church as a very soft target. Even when you leave, just be uh, aware of your surroundings. Who, uh, myself, if, if I drive home, I look, who, who, what car? Oh, it's a red car behind me. Okay, and I move, and I say, I turn this way. Oh, the car is still behind me. One day I came from a meeting here in Maitland, late night of this man of God up the road, Voortrekker Road, and I saw, wow, somebody, I go over the bridge, I go around Sunrise Circle, I say, okay, this thing is behind me. I went Berkeley Road, I turned to the left up, I say, okay, wow. As I turn into a garden village here, the vehicle uh, is still behind As I turn in the vehicle behind me, I stopped. And there the car stopped also behind me. Okay, and uh, then uh, the man said to me, no, he is somebody with a similar car that he have to follow to I don't know where. He also come from the church meeting. <laughs> and sorry that it's not the, play, the person he have to follow. But what I'm saying is just to be aware. Even at night when you approach your house, just be careful because your most vulnerable time is when you approach your home. People know on a Monday Jason and his wife is in the prayer meeting and they expect them to come home such and such a time. You need to just be, I'm just trying to say, be alert with everything that goes on around you. I've taught my children also with air conditioning, windows or what. Uh, don't let your window be uh, completely down wherever you drive. Keep some fresh air in the car, but never and at the robot. Always be careful. What I want to say here in our church, we'll have soon, have maybe a safety kind of drill, okay? A safety kind, uh, that we all know there's a safety way out here too. I mean, an emergency uh, door. Sorry to heighten all these things, <laughs> but you need to understand my mind is very, uh, because just, I think it's Friday, I don't know, it's in Constantia, about past five, men walk into a church where young people was, called, bind them up and put them on the floor, stole their cell phones, their wallets, drive away with one of their cars. Just recently, this Friday, at the Assemblies of God Church, in Constantia, okay? We were thinking, is it a joke or what? So the leader of the assembly said, no, it is true, okay? So just be aware. So we want somebody that sits there where, where our brother is sitting, just to be alert. But we always have the iron gate closed when the, after the praise and worship and that kind of thing. Praise the Lord. Is that enough? Hallelujah. And by the grace of God, Nicholas always organized that uh, this security guy is here by us. Amen. And my wife will sort out the other things when it comes to the alarm to get a remote control. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember, 
when I speak of, of Monday prayer meeting, it's in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It's important if you want to be healthy as a Christian to not lose your power supplies. Amen. You just heard Brendan speaking this festive season. And, and many believers, festive season, they just drift away. Some believers just live on church meetings. If there's no church meetings, they've got nothing on with God. They've got nothing on with God. Therefore, for even the, the test of the, of the holidays is, uh, are you connected with Jesus Christ? Do you, do you ever feel a hunger? Yeah, it's, it's really two days that there's no meeting. I need to have my personal time with the Lord. Amen. We try to promote all of these things. Praise the Lord that you are alone and speak to the Lord Jesus and have fellowship with Him. Amen. And these are our four things that you need to do regularly. This is your lifestyle. This is not optional. Amen. If you want to stay healthy as a Christian, this is the four things you need to stick to. Amen. And this is after 3,000 came to the Lord on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says they continue steadfastly or they were continually devouting. In other words, they were given themselves to this. You don't go to work once a week. You don't go to university three times a week and say, no, man, I, I'm a, I, I, next week I'll go. just go two times. You will see the results. The, the lecturer don't wait and say, we need to repeat because you were absent. If they give a formula how to work out certain things, and you were not there, you don't have the formula, they don't come and say, listen, you were not here. You need to catch up yourself. When the tests come or the exams come, you have a lot of gaps in your mind. You don't understand. You fail. Now, listen, when it comes to God's children, sometimes you need to treat them as babies. And then they get upset because they're grown-ups. And they say, why do you tell me to do this? I don't like this church. I don't like people must tell me what to do and how to live. Then you must find out, are you born again? Amen. Are you saved? Hallelujah. Just turn 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Can you see the things I need to cover before I can get to preaching? Amen. Why do I need to do that? It's because of negligence. Amen. And you, need, and you must be here Wednesday. Otherwise, if you're not here Wednesday, there's a huge gap in your understanding. There will be a huge gap. Of, of your, and then you will come as you implement what we taught Wednesday. We apply it now. Then you come with your questions and say, I don't understand this. Why this? Why that? It's your fault. Amen. If you, you, your, your, your most serious relationship is with the Lord Jesus Christ. All other relationships are secondary. 
even family and mommy and daddy's relationship is secondary. Jesus said, he will love mother, father, brother more than me. He's, does he hate your mother, father? No, you will win your mother and your father if you listen to him. Amen. They will come to the Lord if they see your life. Hallelujah. Amen. The last verse of chapter 6, last two verses. Chapter 2, 19. Look here. Or do you not know? When Paul says, do you not know? He wants to say, you should know this. And many of we don't know it. That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That God, the Almighty God, dwells within you. You are His tabernacle. He lives within you. Many of us live as if God is not in us. We don't hear His voice. We don't hear His speaking to us. We don't know there's a red light going on in us. Unless He is not in you. If He's not in you, we cannot help it. Amen. He's not in you. And the in you is, is vital. First, uh, just leave there. I'll remember. Second Corinthians, First Corinthians, is it chapter thirteen? Second Corinthians, chapter thirteen, verse five. Hallelujah! I love it. I love it as I preach and I go. Amen. You don't love it because, uh, but I know it's the Holy Spirit. I'm, this scripture is now to test if you're born again. Listen, there's a lot of people going to church as they wish to. But God must not have any control of their lives. Those are people that are so-called saved, but they are not saved. They're on their way to hell, and the cleverness of the devil is to make fake Christians. Listen, the devil is vicious. The devil is a murderer. The devil hates everybody that's born again. The devil hates the church. The devil hates a man of God. Therefore, the attacks upon me too. Amen. Therefore, the attack. Imagine I don't have a standard. Then the standard will go down. So the devil will think, I need to attack the standard. The standard bearers, I need to attack them. And you are blasé about it. You are it doesn't bother you. It bothers you very little. It should bother you if your mommy and your daddy is sick or not well. Amen. Maybe sometimes when they only dead and died. <laughs> Noble day. The yellow hair on It's too late. You need to appreciate what you have. Amen. Have to, if I think of Brother James, Sister Ida, and many of us, they're not there. We, we, but we appreciated them. We loved them. We do what we can for every and any. Don't afterwards, they made you clean manirkis and funny nonsense. You are a baby. Why do you act like a baby? Amen. Who's a simiakinasi? 
Is dit so, as ons hier 40, 50 is, dan 40, hier na by 40, dan sê al jou nonsens gelos. Staan nie die klein nonsensies en die groeteer en attitude, wat so mens is groot mense, and then they think you need to handle them like that. Basta met jou. Basta met jou. Sy moet opgroei. Amen. Sy moet opgroei. As jy op school is en sy is a sissy, die manier, nie dies, ek weet nie, hy, hy soort jou uit jou. Hy, my daar, wanneer hy soort jou uit, hy kyk sien dan hy die manier slaat dat die stof uit die broek uitkom. Hy! En sy is soos, die girlies en so, sy is soos a mijn ou. Sy, kon sy, 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 Oh, sy doen nie my homewerkie. You don't doing my homework. Look at this. What's the, this is the third time. Five of the best. Yeah. <laughs> Na die tweede keer kon sy opa sê sy, maar meneer. <laughs> wow. En na die vijfde keer, nou gaan sy sit. Nou die meisies, hulle amal so hoos op jou. Sy is net so. Maar sy gaat sit, daar brand jou gaat jou. Jou, sy taans jou. Taans. Jou oore en oore, alles is op. As hy by wanneer het spreektime is, as hy sê, hy ding nogal so en so. So en teen hy. Test yourself to see if you are in the faith. Here's the test. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourself? That Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail the test. That's the, if that's not there, we are building on sand. We are not building on a rock. And it's those who don't have him in you that gives a lot of trouble in the church. And after a while, there they go too. But they have caused havoc, and they've caused a lot of problems. And they've taken up a lot of the pastor's time. And yet, there they leave. If they cannot break up the church, or keep others, and sometimes even people who are young in the Lord, is a die mense wat die anstoot gee, aan die jong babakies in die jere. Nou kwa, hulle ook die kerk toe nie. En sê lang keer ek houd sy ook die kerk toe nie. Do you see the devil? Do you understand Satan and the cleverness of the devil? Let's read it together. Test yourself. After me, test yourselves. To see if you're in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves? That Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail the test. Powerful. Amen. Powerful. This is a church is a matter of heaven and hell. And hell, as I'm going to preach later on, is serious. Serious. Amen. 
Christ in you the hope of glory. And if he's in you, he speaks to you. He's the shepherd. He will tell you, I'm not happy with you. I'm not happy with you. He'll tell you, go to church. You need to be in the, the prayer meeting. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Hallelujah. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of Jesus Christ, represented by the Holy Spirit, whom you have from God? And listen, this is the important part. And that you are not your own. It means I cannot do my own thing. If somebody died for you in your place, it means if you come to life, you should have been dead, but if you come to life, then you must live for that person who died for you. Is it true? Amen. If I, they put a, a rope around my neck, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is going to hell. And here the rope is around my neck. I'm going to die. Just before I die, somebody took my place. And that person come back to life. And he says, now your life belongs to me. Is it true? Do, does that make sense? Does that make sense? I'm trying to make it simple to understand why the Lord says, from now onwards, you live for me. And I will make your life an extraordinary life. I will make your life that others and you yourself will stand astonished. Hallelujah. It's not that he's going to take your life and make it a bitter and a difficult. It will be a life. Like my life, for instance. To use myself. Walking around at school. I gave my life to the Lord. I thought, what is going to become of me before that? My mind was also so doff. I just slipped through passing, going over to the next grade and, and primary school. But when I met Jesus... He opened my understanding, my mind. I couldn't believe the next year after I met the Lord. I stood second in class. I went even to the teacher and asked him, this cannot be. He said, it's true. Is this of you? He says, yes, it's of you. I said, wow, I'm astonished. And from there onwards, my mental capabilities started to increase and become better. Because I had polio before I came to the Lord. I had polio when I came to high school. I met a friend, two of them who had polio. I, I, I don't know how I met them, but this was the senior guy, the prefect. He was matric, and I came and stand at six, and he had an arm like this. And then I started to talk to him. Then he said, it's polio. That and I said, I also had polio. It's just my left leg is a little bit shorter than the other. He says, no, this is what remained behind and all of that. But he was a brilliant guy. But what I'm saying is, the Lord and the power of the word broke all of those things. All of those. And that same power is there for you. But you block it. You stop it. 
My God. And it says, whom you have from God and that you are not your own. I had a young man, he was an Argus boy, and I raised him up for the Lord. He became a great teacher in the Word of God. And one day I visited his, his house, he was lodging by my brother. And as I came into his room, on his cupboard he had the sticker, You are not your own. I said to him, how powerful. Before he gets mirror himself, the words jump every morning to him. You belong to somebody else. You cannot make decisions. You must ask him about the decisions. Who to get married to? Where to stay? What school to go? What car to drive? The dress you have to buy. You cannot come and buy stuff, uh, dresses with slits that's right up here. Now the world can wear that. Now here you come with a slit that, and the brothers behind you in the church, a little year of Armut cake. And now when we speak about it, you are upset. But you are not your own. Amen. You are not your own. Amen. Als wil die broers, as sy vier, as sy moest vier te geraak, nou voel sy, sy wil nog jong is. Nou, 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 die buttons hier is te hoog. Nou, jou buttons is, is hier onder, en die kruisle ook hier om jou nek. En die, en die boos haare staan uit. Wat een sok! Wat een sok! Sy sal woensdag van syke goed hoog. Amen. Amen. Of hier kon die broer aangeloop, die broekie is so tyd, die sister sê ook, ach hier, waar moet oos kyk? En dan wil ek ook getuig, hier staan hy ook. Tjera. Pas of vis wat hier nie roon. My God, mercy. Mercy. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is good preaching. So it's good preaching. It makes me whole. It makes me healthy. Hallelujah. Let me get into the, the meat. We, so what I wanted to say is uh, explain. So, sorry, verse 20. You are not your own, for you have been bought with a price. Do you see there? Why are you not your own? You have been bought with a price. The Lord's Supper should always remind me, oh, I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God, not in your spirit, in your body. Well, you cannot be here in your spirit Sundays. Pastor, ek is in my geest, ek daar, maar ek kan nie, daar wees in die dienstie. Ons is ook nie dienste vir geeste hier nie. Hy slaap. Hy leer nog. Leer voor die Heere by die huis. Look, like this morning, there are so many people that are not here. It grieves me. Understand? It disturbs me. And we need to take care of that. Amen. Amen. It's my, I don't know if they still detox of the holiday. 
you know, draining stuff out of your system from the holiday. But you need to be here. Is Chris here? You see, Chris was last week also not here. Understand? I don't, okay, I don't see uh, Anastasia and Nigel, but I know Mark and them are on a very special assignment. I don't see uh, Karen there. I don't see Chesre there, and Chesre brought a friend every, every Sunday. We need to, if we want to build, if we want to build, I, I cannot build, and then I've, Brother Paul was two weeks not here, but every week that he was not here, he was at the running. He was, and he should be an example. Amen. Amen. I don't know, I think Brother Vaughan is still maybe in, in Egypt. Uh, but his work took him to Egypt. But he came to tell me he's going to Egypt. And he need me to pray a blessing over him. Okay? But his work to, uh, is, is taking him there. Okay? What I'm trying to say is, Acts chapter, you must glorify God in your body. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They were continually, the 3,000, conti say continually, regularly, faithful, loyal. Praise God. You don't go once to school or two times in the week to work. No. If they want to promote you, they look at your, at your attendance. And not even your attendance, your late coming too. And then the quality of your work. I, I described to you last week, what is work? Work is routine. If you go Monday to work, you do the same thing what you did from last Monday to Friday. So can you see my, I can not do the same thing. I have to go to the bed here. I have to go to the bed here. Hey, if Beckham and these men playing Ronaldo and people playing soccer, Ronaldo is worse than most. He practiced not only twice a day, he practiced a lot. And he's, 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 he's as young and he's 30 something. Energy, power, but discipline. For what? When the lights go on and the stadium erupts with thousands, he's ready, he's fat, he's there. Hallelujah. Now we want to work. God calls us up. To be servants. Can we have the slow logo on? God calls us up to be servants. The message this is, come up here. That's what I, I've done now all the time. Come up here. To stay ready. To serve as a soldier. Amen. To be ready means you're misfit. You're ready to fight. You're ready to work. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Glory to the Lord. Come up here. As my wife said, I was, wasn't well this whole weekend. I'm not still well. well. Okay? But soul, you must fight. And it's not because of what I preach that I must be. It's just, it's just part of me. Amen. Like when I was first time in Ghana, you know, you get the injection against malaria, and they tell you if you get a what or whatever, 
They saw the first symptoms of malaria. The evening before the Sunday, I need to go preach. All the guys coming from Cape Town and other places, they've got churches to go and preach. Hey, I felt, yeah, is this malaria? <laughs> uh, it's the last day, the Sunday in Ghana, and I must go preach. The devil says, it isn't. You better cancel this. I said, yay, Mr. Devil, is this wisdom or what? <laughs> I tell the devil, so the Afrikaner so said for the hond, but I will not so praten. Go forward. <laughs> forward. Wow. Amen. And as I started to preach, the sweat was running. Hey. And the devil says, so you're going to drop dead here. I said, listen, devil, this is a nice way of going to heaven while I'm preaching. And after I said that, yeah, a brother jumped up, one of them in the council. He said, I just want to say to everybody this morning, this is not a pastor or a preacher. We have a prophet in the house. Wow. Wow. And even after that, I went out to third or fourth in command of bishops, the ex-denominations. Bishop Ogo, we ate there, have lunch. My suit is wet. Yeah, this brother, second in command of bishop, Ogo in his church, he have got his workers, about 20 or 40 of them, coming together over an hour. There he said, can't you speak to them the way I was now talking and we sharing? Or I said, yay, I'm tired, I'm wet. Sure. <laughs> he said, can't you please? I said to Pastor Pitt, can't you? Pastor Pitt says, he's not well at all. So, because most guys, after a week in Ghana, as if a kid eat it, then I'll jail. People, guys become sick and all of that. Pastor Nikki, after a week being there, he preached, and when they had wonderful food always for you, special, you are special guests in the church. He said, as he came in and smelled the food, he just vomited. Oh, please. He ran to the toilet and started. When we met him at the airport, uh, we come on the airport, greet everybody. Pastor Nicky was lying like this. He said, I can't think I can. By the house, I can't recover. I can't go to the hospital. But what I want to say is, and even after that, being attack like that, I also spoke then to his leaders. Wow. And then they came to tell us we need to leave for the airport. And so, and I quickly closed up there. And uh, we need to go to the airport. But I had other clothes separately. The cases are packed and everything. Hey, my wife with me there into one of the offices. As to say, make the clear mood after on the chain and the top and I'm like 
Hey, but the work has been done. The work has been done to the glory of God. I'm, I'm giving you an example of being focused in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's at Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I'll rush in what I preach. They were continually devoting themselves to four things. To teaching. In other words, you mustn't miss teaching. You mustn't miss preaching. They continually, they were loyal. Secondly, in fellowship. That's home cell. That is prayer meeting, youth, adult, young adults. Fellowship. They were continuing breaking of bread. These soccer players and people cannot say, no, I won't be there. The coach will say, then you don't play. Understand? You don't play. Okay? Amen. And it's not long then they put you on the bench for some time. The breaking of bread. That Sunday, the Lord's Supper. The Lord's day. This is the Lord's day, not the Lord's hour. Therefore, next week, we are here for the Lord's day. Amen. Amen. Bishop Dag and them take the Lord's day very serious. They've got stalls and stuff, and people come and break this habit of Sunday lunch and whatever, and people just buy something to eat. And they have, they in fact, because the people come from different places, they have their home cells, somadaso, the Sondag. And the workers had some item, die wat nie by die kerk was die hulle, op die Sondag. Amen. And all of that. Amen. And to the breaking, and to prayer meeting. You don't miss the prayer meeting. It's important. Hallelujah. To the glory of God. Then remember we are fasting. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We're fasting these two scriptures. Matthew chapter. Mark chapter 4, verse 21. I give you four B's for our fasting. Is don't put your light under the bucket and not under the bed. That's the two B's. And then the reason, no blockages, number three. In other words, our fasting is, Lord, any blockage to your Holy Spirit in my life, I wanted out of my life. And the fourth B is boldness. Praise the Lord. Do you have why we're fasting? Amen. Four Bs. He was saying to them, a lamp is not brought to be put under a basket. Is it? Or under a buck, under a bed. Is it not brought to be put on the lampstand? In other words, your fire must not be put out by being too busy. The basket is, you are too busy with worldly and other things. And the bed means you are too lazy. That puts the fire out. Amen. And the third B is the blockages in your spirit man. Remove it. In the stop being a baby. You can put even another B. Stop being a baby. Grow up. 
Amen. We can change Gabriel's diapers or henna or, or, or. <laughs> or Chloe's. Hey, do you hear? There's a giver. Uh, some, some of you I can mention, you don't hear. See, see here? Look at See the ear. Hallelujah. Amen. But it's not nice to change grown-up people's diapers. Understand? Om jou leier en sy is a groot iemand. Jere, help me. Jere, help me. Do you hear me? Why do I push things like that? I want growth. I want you to be effective for others. You safe to be an influence to others. Amen. You should win others to the Lord. Amen. General Booth, when he started the Salvation Army, the purpose was to win people off the streets for God, and they did mightily good. That's how the Salvation Army started. In other words, it's an army with the gospel of salvation. Today, they're far away from that. Hey, they, they're handing out now blankets. The church is also like that today. The church don't preach the gospel anymore. The church do just charity work. The devil has deceived the church. Not that that's not important. Amen. But after Jesus preached, he said, these people are hungry. Let us give them some food. Die sondaars, wie toek al, hulle kom nie vir die gospel nie, hulle kom naai hulle gepreek het, hulle kom vir die kos. En soos hulle sê, as staan hulle in die queue, nou sê zy, maar, sy staan nie en jou kind staan daar, en na achter staan jou vrou. Nou is daar een hele argument. En dan sê, you know what they say among one another? The church get the food from the government to hand to us. Why are they so over the food? Because the church get money from the government to help the poor. Now while the church, they say, what gaat aan met die kick? Hulle kreeg toch geel van My God. My God. Hallelujah. Don't, it's not to be put under a bed, basket, no blockages, no more babyhood. Hallelujah. But boldness. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Boldness. Hallelujah. As Nicholas said, sitting in the sauna. <laughs> what a sock. <laughs> Speaking to somebody. You need to speak boldly to anybody. About the eternal. If you, if you don't have this urge to share Christ with others, it might be because Christ is not real with you, for you. Understand? I am not ashamed of the gospel, says Paul. Amen. Therefore we say boldness. Unashamed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm unashamed. Hallelujah. We joined the soccer team. Oh, everybody stands, sit there and stand there. 
He said, I just want to make an announcement. I'm not going along with many things. I'm a born-again Christian, and I love Jesus, and I would love everybody to become born again. God bless you. My God, the elbow coats. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, I was like that at school. My, my teachers, the principal knew. Die leid, die is nogal bekeer. Ek was dan het sees, dat vat hy vir my saam om anerkennis wat epsenis te gaan soek. Hy vat die staan het 9 of 10, because he started to like me. My boldness, my confidence, speaking about Jesus. Then he heard, he says, what's your name? Michaels. Then I described my daddy was a rugby player. Then he says, hey, are you, are you Hannes Michael's son? I said, yes. He says, your pa was a gevaarlijke rugby speler. Who can speel say any rugby? I said, my pa said, go speel a game what for Morphys is. Soccer. Hey. And then the talk started. Then he told me this and that. He played for Tussles. Can you imagine the name Tussles? Thorns and thistles. They were dwarfs. And on the word, I'd say, when you come up against that team, it's just thorns you meet. <laughs> thistles. <laughs> but everybody feared the principal because he takes no nonsense. And my daddy knew the pages. The surname is Page. He's Page. My pass it the pages, they don't take any nonsense. Eey. Eey. And then my pa, my dad heard about him, and then the talk went on. Wow. But what I want to say is let it be known you're born again. Put your colors to the mast. Hallelujah. I think it was the opening of the Olympics, I think, of Australia. There was a, a, a woman, a married woman singing. She was highly pregnant, but she was singing the song, True Colors. You're going to see our true colors. It stick to me. I say, yay. When people meet you, let them see your true colors. I, I put my colors to the mast, they say. It's open for everybody to see. Amen. 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 Are you blessed? Amen. Shortly, I want to preach for about less than half an hour about the gospel. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Number one, what drives a soul winner? The message is win the lost at any cost. Now look at the title, at any cost. Uh, at any cost means to the cost of my life, to the cost of food, to the cost of money. We put money in it to win people for the Lord. We'll put time in it. We'll put anything in us to win people for the Lord. What drives me? Number one, the heart of Jesus for the lost. First Timothy 1 verse 15. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I want to show you we follow the example of Jesus, his love for the lost. 
His love for people that are going to hell. They are not born again. Why do I preach this? Because from now onwards, we will have a month or two concentrating winning the lost to Jesus Christ. I want to form everyone into a soul winning machine. Hallelujah. Soul winning everywhere and anywhere in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want, to, I want more of it for myself too. I am at it. I share anywhere, whether it's by the uh, 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 scanning of the, the, the groceries or wherever, or the petrol guy, or anybody. I want to share the Lord Jesus. Amen. We must think of having other kinds of golf, golf shirts and stuff, but, and get some, if you know where to get some tracks. That's powerful. Please go and inquire. Get some stuff that we can preach Christ. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. It is a trustworthy statement. Deserving full acceptance. That Christ Jesus came into the world. For what purpose did he come? To save sinners. Paul says, of whom, of all those sinners, I am the chief of sinners. Paul wants to say, if he could save me, he can save anybody. Why? I was killing Christians. I was trying to destroy this belief. I got letters from authority. And I was on my way to Damascus. To go and drag them out of the church meetings. And I was there when they stoned Stephen, the first Martha, throwing him with bricks and stones because of his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And those who were stoning him put their clothes by my feet. I was a young man and I saw how Stephen died. For Jesus Christ. But I was zealous for the Jewish faith and to destroy this, this new thing. Jesus and faith in Him. On my way to Damascus, on the afternoon, a brighter light than the sun struck me down. And I was lying there struck off the horse with other men with me lying in the dust and a voice speak to me from heaven that says who are you persecuting me and Paul says I ask who are you speaking to me he says the voice said I am Jesus whom you are persecuting wow this is not a story this is not a drama. This is his testimony. A man venomously against God. The soul, the reality of Jesus. This show you the realness of our faith. Hallelujah. And then he asked, secondly, what do you want me to do for you? And the voice says, go to Satsa house. 
I'll speak to you there. Wow. And as you went there blind for three days. Fasting for three days. As we have an Esther fast for three days. Fasting is disciplining your body to get in sacrificing food to get in contact with God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's just still three o'clock. My God. And I'm busy tuning you in for greater fast forward. Just breaking your body. Hallelujah. To the glory of God. Other Muslims fast for a month. Jews fast longer. Christians just puaza. They, they abstain from food, but they don't pray. They don't see God. Amen. Praise God. And then when he got there by that house, the Lord spoke to Ananias, one of the disciples. He had a vision. He saw in the vision Paul sitting blind. And the Lord says, I want you to go speak to this man. Pray for him and baptizing him. He said, Lord, haven't you heard? It's dangerous to see this man. He's killing all of us. The Lord says, you go. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Wow. What a, and as Ananias prayed for him, the scales fell from his eyes. And Ananias baptized him immediately. And Paul Saul became Paul. He wrote 14 books of the New Testament. Wow! Zealous for Christ. What is your testimony? What have the Lord done for you in the name of Jesus? The same Lord came at my age of 16 and won me for Jesus. Delivered me from the world and set me free. He says, it is a trustworthy statement. You must accept it fully that Christ came into the world to save sinners. Can I describe to you what it means to save? He saved you from fire. He saved you from the snake. He saved you from the lion, the devil. He saved you from a pit. He saved you. He it's the, he's the only one that can save when a lion has a hold of you. If your mommy and your daddy, everybody will run away. But he saved you. Wow. He saved me. Luke chapter 19 verse 10. This is the heart we should have for the loss. 19 verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is, was lost. He came to what? He came to what? Because it's seek. Say seek. Because we need to go and seek them. Many run away. Many don't want him. Many will say, I'll come to the meeting, and they don't come. It doesn't mean we need to stop. We need to seek them. Amen. When he came in the garden of, of Eden, Adam and Eve ran away. He came to seek them. Don't give up. Hey, I worked for a year full time knocking on doors before I went to Bible school. There were doors, they shut the door in your face. 
there were others that laugh at me and others. But once in a while, there's somebody that seek him. Wow. Somebody that we win for the Lord. Anybody who insult you, close the door in your face. Don't feel offended. Feel sorry for the person. Feel sorry for the person. The person have just closed the door to heaven and opened the gates to hell. Feel sorry for somebody under the control of the devil. My Lord. Hallelujah. He came to seek and to save. You know what it means to be lost? Without GPS, years pass. You drive this way, down that way. You cannot find your place. Have you seen when a child is lost in the mall? The cry, the panic. Where's mommy? Where's daddy? Anybody can take his hand. And mommy and daddy run wild in the mall. He's lost. Sinners are lost. My God. Romans 1 verse 16. This is the heart we should have. Hallelujah. The heart we have is Jesus' love. And number two is we believe in the power of the gospel. Hallelujah. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone. Whether you are a prostitute, whether you are a murderer, whether you are an altar boy. Just believe. You will see the power of God in this gospel. I must get you to believe. Hallelujah. What drives me, number three, is the seriousness of sin as a crime. Sin, the crime of sin. John 3 verse 36. Hallelujah. John 3 36. He who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son will not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. Every sinner, the wrath, God's anger against sin is resting upon him. My Lord, there's a classic preaching of 1800s. Of the gospel by a mighty evangelist, Jonathan Edwards. He preached the gospel in such a way that sinners were crying out for Jesus while he was preaching. But he preached the proper gospel. The message was sinners in the hands of an angry God. My God, you need to know the state of unbelievers. They God is angry with this sin. And it's only Jesus that can save them from the anger of their sin. My Lord, hallelujah. I want to show you the seriousness of hell to drive us. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Ten more minutes. The seriousness of hell. And we take hell not, many times not serious. You don't look at your people in your family who are not safe and think they are going to hell. 
their loss. They can slip into hell today. As we get in this car, it might be the last trip. And they will forever be lost. Therefore, at funerals, people try to sugarcoat things. Oh, he will be singing in heaven. Now he likes singing. Who says he's in heaven? Hey? People will be saying, oh, he liked this and that. He will do. It's, it's, it's just sugarcoating a lot of things. You are believers sitting there. We're going now to a funeral after this of a pastor's wife that suddenly passed away. Just suddenly. 70 a close friend of my, my wife and close to us. And this, this lady, a pastor's wife, her husband came to the Lord. He was a sinner. They worked here at the printing at Robertson's Cola here in Mabini. She was a young lady. And then he, 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 he showed interest in, her, interest in her. But she told me, Edgar, I told him, you better come to church. And then he came to church and then he repented. And I he first had to show that he's really saved. And then they got married. Wow. And he became a pastor. Because of her. Her faith. Hallelujah. We're going to bury her. Come to go to a funeral. Half past two. Or two o'clock today. In Pastor Lamb's church. My God. Amen. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. The seriousness of hell. My God. Are you with me? Hallelujah, Matthew 25, 41. Then he will also say to those on his left, depart from me, cursed ones, into eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Depart from me, cursed ones. Everyone who is not born again are going to hell. It's a reality. It's a fact. They are under a curse. And but the hell was not for men. It was made for the devil and his angels. But all who want to follow the devil and his angels. You hear me? My brother Nixon. Amen. Happy to see your wife here. Amen. Everyone who follows the devil and believes him will go to the devil's hell. It was made for the devil and his angels. Mark chapter 9, verse 43 to verse 48. Mark chapter 9, verse 43. This verse tell you there's no pain like the pain of hell. This, these verses says you can rather chop off your hand. You yourself chop it off to stay out of hell. But don't go there. These verses says if your foot gives trouble, chop it off. Who must chop it off? Not somebody else. You yourself. You say, are you crazy? The Lord wants to say, if you make a decision to follow Jesus and you go through pain, take the pain. Take the suffering. It cannot be compared with the suffering 
and the pain of hell. Who's speaking here in Mark? Is it a liar? Is it a prophet? If, is it an apostle? It's Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than having your two hands to go into hell, into the unquenchable fire. I'm reading further. There your worm, the worm does not die and the fire is not. The worm means your conscience is like a worm. You in hell, your conscience won't rest. It's like thoughts going like a worm in your mind to tell you, you to blame. Verse 45. Every one of you who are falsely saviour, every one of you who, who don't have Jesus in you, this is your home. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than having two feet to be cussing. Why? Sin is serious. Sin. Why do you go to hell? It's your love for yourself. Your love for your pride. Your love for your sin. What you do in darkness. What you do in the face of God. God is righteous. And I'm preaching to you why we need to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. The next verse. Can we get the next verse? Verse 47. If your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast in. You know, some people are in a wheelchair, Sister Valerie. And many of you, they will think, and because he is in a wheelchair, he came to the Lord, and he served the Lord, but we feel sorry for him in the wheelchair. You will feel sorry for yourself, and you would wish, I wish I was in a wheelchair. It's because I was not in a wheelchair that I don't serve the Lord. That I don't serve, because this life is short. This life is fleeting. It's quickly over. 80, you're gone if you make it. But there's an eternity waiting. There's an eternity waiting. Wow. Wow. Then to have two eyes and to be cast into hell. Let's, for time's sake, Revelations 21, I think, is verse, is it verse 8? Yes. Who will you find in hell? Yeah, yeah. You say, who will be there? Who will you meet there? Who will you meet there in hell? The cowardly. A coward is... I proud by my stigma 80. He don't take his stand. He's got a lot of talking. He's very nice. You say, Many of you, some of you, you're very nice. But we haven't met the real you. Understand? And God knows the real you. And God judge you, judge you as the real you. What you see is what you get. 
with all my frailties and weaknesses. And hey, not only at the Lord's Supper, like Brendan, even in our fasting, you should repent. You should say, Lord, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother nor my sister. It's me, O oh Lord. And I'm not preaching condemnation. I'm preaching face the music. Face the Lord. Be serious about God. You will be blessed abundantly. But for the cowardly, the unbelieving, those who hear the preaching, they don't believe it. How do we know we don't believe it? They don't obey it. And for the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the immoral persons, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all the liars, hypocrites, fake, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The last chapter of the Bible, 22. I think it's verse 15. Hallelujah. This is God's last invitation. The Bible is closing. He should not have speak about hell. He should not bother with unbelievers. This is the last chapter in the Bible. It says, outside are the dogs. Pastor, who are the dogs? They're in the church. They act like sheep. But you cannot cross their will. They're greedy for their sin. They're shameless in what they want to do for themselves. Outside are the dogs. The sorcerers. The immoral persons. And the murderers. And idolaters. And everyone, why does he always end with lies? And everyone who loves and practice lying. Pastor Exali, more about the dangerous. But they lie. They lie And word for me, as any more aan he can see, they can see. I verstaan. Moet die ten pastors onredelijk. I verstaan as in ik kan Moet nie as ek so preek, dink, ach jyre, ek moes my ma in die hospital gaan besoek het, maar as het so gaan. No, we, we are not unreasonable. I have to cover all of that, because many times people go, hey, die pastor, soos te welerie gedinge, die pastor, hy is aan baie hart. No. No, vraag my vrou, hy is aan baie klein hart. But when it comes to Jesus' interest, by the way, as I was watching Q and playing here, I said to myself, a young man in the house of the Lord. How beautiful it is. Amen. I just want to show you the beauty of the heart of the leader. Hallelujah. There's Sister Patricia coming there from Timbuktu. <laughs> Amen. Praise the noon. Outside are the dogs, sorcerers, immoral persons, they murder us. They say, the gangsters. Had ik dus any gangsters wees? Ja, zei keek broertje. Keek sister. Dus any gangsters. The rapists. The murderers. 
They all are sinners. I'm closing Luke chapter 15. And I'm not going to read the chapter. I'm leaving you for next Sunday and this week as we pray for sinners. Are you blessed by the word? Hallelujah. Luke 15 speaks of the the Trinity looking for the lost. And we must also look for the lost. Hallelujah. The, the, the one before that, first the shepherd. Hallelujah. What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. So, when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Let's read this further. And when he comes home, he calls his friends together. He says, rejoice with me, for I found my sheep which was lost. I tell you in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 kegmens, self-righteous. There will be in heaven more joy over one sinner. What did he do? He repented. Not he turned and become a church member. Repentance means he turned against his sin. He turned away from his sin. Hallelujah. That's repentance. Not he became a member of a church. He repented. That's Jesus, the shepherd, the next. Jesus speaking here. Or what woman, if she has ten silver coins, loses one coin, does not light a lamb and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. Out of the ten, one was lost. When she found it, she calls together friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I found the coin which was lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And the last is the two, the prodigal son. But up till there we read how the shepherd was seeking. The woman is the church and the light is the Holy Spirit seeking. And the last of the prodigal son, the father seeking. Hallelujah. We need to have that kind of heart to seek for the lost. Hallelujah. God wants through this that Jesus was preaching to say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are seeking for the lost. Until they find them. Be Wednesday here. And I will tell you further about the seeking to the glory of God. Give the Lord praise. You can stand. Can we stand? Hallelujah. Glory to his name. All may change but Jesus never. Let's sing falling in love with Jesus and then receive the blessing.
Falling in love with Jesus. He's the only Savior. Falling in love. I love you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I love you. Without you, falling in love. Where would Edgar Michaels be? I deserve hell, Lord. My sins are ever before you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me from hell. Thank you for saving me from Satan. I love you, Lord Jesus. Was the, the best thing I've ever, ever, ever done. Was it the best thing? In his arms. In his arms. I feel protected. In his arms. Never disconnected. No. You're not saved. Give your heart to the Lord Jesus now. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Was the best thing I've ever, ever done. In his arms, I feel protected. In his arms, I feel protected. In his arms, never disconnected. feel protected there's no place there's no place I rather be no place I rather be let's pray in tongues for a minute shura marita raburubuta esala marita raburubuta akasakati ramorota raburubuta Ora bara 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 you are Lord of my life. Jesus, falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever, I've ever done. Oh Lord, in His 
arms I feel protected In his arms never does Connected In his arms I feel protected There's no place I'd rather I'd rather be Amen. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, there's nobody more important in my life like you. Lord Jesus Christ, give me your heart for the sinner, for the lost, those who are on their way to hell. I want your heart, Lord Jesus. The heart of the Father and the heart of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for saving me. I am unworthy of your salvation. Lord, I am deeply grateful for saving me from the lion and the snake. And make me a child of God. Heavenly Father, as we fast this week, I want to break all barriers, all blockages between me and you. I pray for the fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. To flood my life, to possess me, to take control of my life in the name of Jesus. I understand, Lord, I don't belong to myself. Somebody has died for me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. My life belongs to Jesus Christ who died in my place. Make me a strong soul winner. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God, the power of God unto salvation. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. 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 Say hallelujah. Say praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Receive the blessing. Heavenly Father, bless every one of your children and those who are going to repeatedly listen to this message. Let it grow in us and let it transform us. That we won't be like those come to church as we watch a soapy but we will be chains and we will be different. Make us zealous for God and fire with the Holy Spirit. Lord, visit each one of us as we fast and pray this week. 
Bless our prayer meeting. Bless this day. It's the Lord's day. Help us, O oh God, to spend time around your word about you because it's your day. Thank you for your grace. Bless every marriage. Bless every family. Bless every daughter and son. Provide for us and let Christ be exalted. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, the fellowship, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit go with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Amen. Thank you.